Let me tell you about uh, Rough Greens. If you feed your dog kibble food, that's fine. But they're not getting the stuff that they need. They're not getting the essential vitamins and nutrients and probiotics and antioxidants. They're not getting it because it's, it's dry food. It's been sterilized. And so it can sit there on a shelf for two years before it's sold. That's by law. It has to do that. Well, what is your dog getting that's healthy and alive? That's where Rough Greens comes in. It's not a dog food. You just sprinkle it on top of the dog food, and they get everything they need. I've had it with uh, for about two years with Uno, and it's a huge, huge, remarkable, stunning difference in his life. Uh, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens dot com slash Beck. Rough Greens dot com slash Beck. Go there now and uh, help your dog. Okay. Um, I, I, I got to ask some questions on some things that are going on. And I don't think the, I like the answer that I'm coming up with, but uh, does somebody have a better one? Next. few angles here that uh, I just want to pass by you and um, and see if you can come up with a better answer than I have uh, on many of the things that are going on. But the latest is, can we play cut one here? This is Joe Biden yesterday making an announcement. Today, I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine. The equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. Secretary Austin has recommended this step because it will enhance the Ukraine's capacity to okay. defend its territory. Okay, and okay, 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 okay. Can we play cut to? Let's just go to a flashback, flashback. This is also the president, Joe Biden, in way back, way back in March of 22, you know, last year. And this is what he said. The idea, the idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going mm. in with American pilots and American crews. Uh-oh. Just understand, and uh, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War Three. So help me out. I know we haven't actually put an American tank driver in the tank. But we're sending our military over to train them how to use our tanks. Don't kid yourself. This is World War III. Can somebody come up with an answer on why we're doing this better than the ones I'm going to present? Please, dear God, I hope so. 
in 60 seconds we begin i don't know about you but when you drive down the road you, you like having the peace of mind that comes with knowing that you know you yeah, your car is covered even when it's no longer under warranty i have a couple of trucks that are not under warranty and i don't want to replace them they're fine all i use them to you know haul crap haul uh stuff to the garbage dump use them to haul hay and to pull trailers with my cattle in it i want those things to last as long as they can i would have sold them a long time ago if it wasn't for car shield because once they ran out of warranty Man, I had something go wrong with one truck. It was $6,000. One problem was $6,000. You know how much I paid? Zero. Because it was covered by CarShield. You can, you know, uh, design the coverage, but when your car breaks down, you're stuck in the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, trip reimbursement, all at no extra cost. So design your your, uh, insurance policy, if you will, with Car Shield, expect the unexpected and be prepared for it. 800-227-6100, 800-227-6100. Go to carshield.com slash Beck. Make sure you use the promo code Beck. You'll save 20% today. Carshield.com slash Beck. Okay. All righty. Okay. All righty then. So we're sending tanks. Flashback, flashback, flashback. Don't kid yourself. If we send tanks and airplanes, well, that is, uh, don't kid yourself. That's World War Three. Okay, what's changed? I'd like to know what's changed. Have we had a debate on any of this? Are you for the sixty billion dollars that we already sent over to Ukraine? Are you cool with that? Because I'm not cool with that. I haven't liked that from the beginning. Why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? There's no debate on the floor of the House and the Senate. We don't have that anymore. We don't do that anymore. So why aren't we debating the money? And then how come it was exposed last week? What was it? Ten, ten executives from uh, Ukraine. Ten different politicians had to resign because They've been funneling our money off. They're buying houses and vacations and sports cars. We all knew this. You knew it. I knew it. People who voted for Joe Biden, they know it. People who didn't vote for Joe Biden, they know it. Aren't we in this together as Americans? Because you're about to go into World War III. By the way, After Ukraine scored the U.S. tanks, now Zelensky yesterday said, great, we just need now some modern fighting jets from America and we'd like missile systems. What? First of all, who the hell do you think you are? Second of all, Are you out of your mind? Apparently, yes. And so are all of the world leaders. And I have a very big warning for you. Already, the New York Times is washing their hands for Joe Biden. It is Pontius Pilate. Read the story in the New York Times that is talking about the tanks. Oh, you know, he's doing it reluctantly. 
Look, I, I wash my hands of this whole crucifixion thing. I, I see no wrong in this man, but I will do what you want me to do. That's the way they are now presenting our tank deliveries. Joe Biden didn't want to do it, but Germany really forced him. No, excuse me. Excuse me. Our administration really wanted tanks there, but they wanted Germany to do it. And Germany, after we were pressuring them, said, we're not doing that by ourselves. You want us to do that? You send your tanks and we'll send our tanks, but we're not sending them by ourselves. Okay, Germany's pressuring us. We have to do it. Look out. Look out, America. Let me take you back to a place in history so you understand if you are younger, you're not my age. You may not understand how things used to work and how they're supposed to work when you live in a democratic republic. December 8th, 1941. Franklin Roosevelt is wheeled into the Capitol and then with braces on his legs, he struggles because he has polio, no power in his legs. He struggles to make it up to the podium. He grips that podium and he delivers one of the most famous speeches in the 20th century. December 7th, 1941, a date that will live in infamy. He then declares war on the government of Japan. Germany declares war on us. But why did he give that speech? To announce that we were going to war? He gave his speech so Congress could then vote on war. Now, it wasn't a long uh, debate. It happened later in that day because we were attacked. The day before Pearl Harbor happened. So the vote was nearly unanimous. There was only one vote against and one abstention. By the way, the vote against was from a communist in Vermont. I think it was Bernie Sanders, but I'm not sure. <laughs> the speech was historic. But it is important today to look at that and understand the gravity of it in the U.S., as per our Constitution, there's a process. We allegedly have a way we're supposed to do things like committing our military to war and spilling not those in Washington, not their blood. Hunter Biden is not going to the front lines. They are not even discussing the blood of our children. Our treasure our good name. FDR, that wasn't a photo op. He was asking Congress, democratically elected officials, to vote to give him the authority to go to war against Japan because that is the process. Well, you're not going to have a choice. You're not going to have a choice. It will be December 7th. That'll be the first time they actually discuss it in Congress. When we are hit with a massive cyber attack from Russia in response, think of this. You're in the Soviet Union and people are like, oh, we're not fighting a war against the uh, United States. 
Well, your response most likely would be the hell we're not. They're sending them all of the missiles. They're sending them the technology. They're sending them the bullets. They're sending them now offensive weapons. This is not a defensive weapon. A tank is not a defensive uh, weapon. It is an offensive weapon. And it even says in the Pontius Pilate is really a good guy article on this today. They even say this is for the offense that Zelensky is planning in the spring. I I have to tell you, we're at war with Russia. We are at war. The Biden administration and the war hawks on both the right and the left have decided that we don't need to check with you. We don't need to vote on things. We don't need a consensus. They're just the stupid people. For those of us who grew up in the Cold War days, those who grew up in the Red Dawn 80s era, we only imagine tanks rolling across Europe against Russians, uh, the Russian T-72s and see US F-16 fighting Falcons going against MiG-29s. We saw that because they were going to attack us. And then it quickly just went into nuclear war. For those of you who might have been wishing for that, well, your fairy godmother called Joe Biden just granted your wish. We are sending tanks And we're now allowing several European countries to send F-16 fighter jets. Full stop. No joke, folks. The cream of the crop of U.S. weaponry is going straight up against the Russians on the ground and in the sky. And it will be war. But no vote. No no debate. We don't get a say so. Do you have a say-so on anything in your life? Did you have a say-so with this government? Do they actually work for the people? Is this a government of the people, by the people, and for the people? I got to tell you, no on all three counts. No on all three counts. You tell me what's going on. You tell me when you were consulted. TARP, it was an emergency. December 7th, it was an emergency. We had to deliver TARP. There was barely any discussion. We did it. We just did it. The money printing. By the way, with TARP, you were left out in the cold. The banks got everything. But then the Fed just went out of control on its own. A private corporation in bed this is a private public partnership this is what it means the fed a private corporation in bed with the government of the united states just starts printing money did you okay seven trillion dollars to go over to foreign countries between the crash of 08 and 2020 did you okay that were you cool with all of this stuff no you didn't really have a choice How about were you cool when they shut down your business but opened Home Depot? Were you cool with that? 
were you cool with you must take this vaccine maybe you might have been but are you still cool with it now that we know and don't take it from robert kennedy take it from bill gates the vaccine didn't work And yet they're still trying to force you to do it. The masks don't work. Yet they're still trying to get you to wear a mask on an airplane. Did you know the administration was fighting for that? Was that a fight for you and what you wanted? Or was that a fight for what maybe they want? Do you hear anybody battling for voter ID? Nobody trusts. Nobody trusts anything anymore. Why, when you have about 80% of the American population, but that's all sides, 80% are for voter identification, but they're not passing that. Why? It ain't because they work for you. Because if they did work for you, they had already passed it. I've just begun. Stand by 60 seconds. Stu? Yep. Just to give you a quick message from GenuCell, they've got some good news, as if you thought there might be some bad news in the world right now. We've got some good news from GenuCell. They are going to ring in the new year with their newest skincare innovation, the Microbiome Moisturizer. It's got the power of probiotics, and that makes it help uh, you target red, you know, red skin, pesky wrinkles and fine lines, patchy blotches. Uh, other visible signs of premature aging and you know these are the same probiotics that you have in like things like yogurt they're good for you in multiple different ways and they can help have the same nourishing benefits and goodness for your skin probiotic extracts target bad bacteria and restore balance to your skin's protective barrier creating a shield around your skin from all visible signs of aging and now every genucell most popular package includes the new probiotic moisturizer as a gift with each order GenuCell's most popular package is 70% off, and it includes products you'll need for all of your skincare needs. You know, talking even about those under-eye bags and puffiness. Treat yourself to the best skincare in the world for a look that you'll love. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. Get your probiotic moisturizer today. Enter the code Beck at checkout for an extra 10% off your entire purchase. It's GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Did they ask you when we left that billion-dollar airport and handed it to the Chinese? Did they ask you for permission? Were were the American people for the way we left Afghanistan and gave our weapons, just gave them to the Taliban? Did they ask you about global warming? It ranks last in almost every poll on what people are concerned about. And yet, they've elevated that to the most important thing. They even lied to you and said, no, this is an inflation uh, project. That's, this is an inflation bill to curb inflation. John Kerry, out at the World Economic Forum, said, we all know that was a global warming bill. That was generally a climate bill. They went behind your back. They knew you wouldn't be for that, so they changed the name, dressed it up. They lied to you. Do they represent you? (sighs) 
when they couldn't get anybody else to do it, they couldn't get the government because of that sticky constitution. They just came up with ESG and they're having their banking partners, you know, the ones they gave trillions of dollars to of your money. Did they ask you if we should close down our exploration for gas and natural gas? Did they ask you about the bathrooms? Are you cool with what's happening with women's sports and CRT? Are you cool with what's being taught in our schools? When you stand up, they call you a terrorist. Let me ask you, who's in charge of this country? Because this is not a democratic republic. In a democratic republic, you ask for permission. And it may not be directly to the American people. It's to Congress. If you have a copy of the U.S. Constitution, get it. You have a copy of it, go find one if you don't. It's in a history book. Well, not a new history book, but it'll be in a history book. You got one hanging on your wall, looking your kid's homework. I'm sure there's something against it there. I doubt they'll print the whole thing, but there it is, black and white. It's crystal clear. We are not a monarchy, and we are not an oligarchy. We aren't a communist committee. I'm not sure if you're aware, but... Russia is a nuclear power. They have the largest arsenal of nuclear weapons in the world. And Putin is running that country. And Putin is very, very Putin. Now, that's not a reason to run from someone. The question, can we defeat Putin in Russia? Yeah, we can. However, have you been reading? We have depleted our military. We don't have enough recruits. This would mean selective service. They can't staff the military. Why? Because they're doing things that you're against. I know this sounds old fashioned, but you better get on the phone with your congressman, your senator, send an email. Call them today. Don't send hate mail. Just write them and say, hey, what are we doing? I pay taxes. I help my frail neighbor cross the street. But I'd like to know why F-16s are shooting down Russian planes over Europe. I would like to know why we are sending tanks in, an offensive weapon. Do you want World War III? I will tie all of this together. And the questions you should be asking. But this is of critical importance. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, when you want a good night's sleep, you just want to go to bed, you want to fall asleep fast, um, the last thing you want to do is be uncomfortable in any way. My Pillow is the company that can give you a gift of sleep. Mike Lindell uh, loves to uh, give people a great night's sleep. I have tooth products that I of his that I honestly, I get into bed every night, and I think about it, because especially the pillow, because I would every time I put that pillow where my head's going to be, I think I can't believe I like this pillow because it's everything I always thought I would hate. You know, it it uh, when you have it, it's kind of it doesn't feel like solid and full of feathers and stuff. And then you punch it up and it just fits. It's just the right thing for your head. And you don't have to fluff it up all night long. 
He's got sales on the pillows. He's got a sale now on the Giza Dream Sheets. They're great. Make sure you click on the Radio Listener's Special Square, and you're going to get a great price, as low as $29.98 on his sheets for a very short time. Enter the promo code BECK, 1-800-966-3117, MyPillow.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use your promo code Glenn. It'll save you 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. All right, so what are they saying about this in the former Soviet Union? What is the press reporting about the United States sending over tanks along with Germany and everybody else? They are saying that this sounds a lot like a declaration of war. Huh? In fact, they play a clip from the German foreign minister who says uh, we should not play the blame game in Europe because we are fighting a war against Russia and not against each other. Wait a minute. Thank you. So the foreign minister says... Of Germany. Of Germany, always a very peaceful, non-militaristic. Russia's not spooked by Germany. You know, sure, they lost... What was it? 20 million people in the war against Germany. The 27 million. 27 million. Yeah. So they don't have any, you know, any kind of ticks at all uh, <laughs> with Germans saying we're fighting a war against Russia. And even if you look at this, the best possible you know, light, the Ger- the Russians have been saying this was a war to liberate Ukraine from Nazis. Right. Correct. That's been their yeah. pitch since right. the beginning. And like. You would think you wouldn't want to play into that pitch, no matter how bizarre of a pitch it is. The pitch being, this is the Fourth Reich, as they're saying in this broadcast. Uh, And then you have Germany leading the efforts to arm them with new tanks. It just doesn't seem ideal. (laughs) It seems suboptimal to me. You know, the American people are going to think Germany's leading the way, but Russia knows the truth. We are leading the way on this. The leadership does. We are are leading the way. The reason this broadcast is about Germany is because of the specific moment where the foreign minister says they are Germany is at war with Russia. Europe is at war with Russia. Now, of course, after this, we jumped on the same bandwagon. We were like, oh, well, that's how they're reacting. Here, have some Abrams tanks. Gosh. And so and 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 stepping back from this, because I do not think the Russian government is a good government. I don't think what they've done is good here. I I am easily I can easily summarize this as uh, Russia being the aggressors here. I don't have a problem with that analysis. I don't I'm not saying Ukraine. They're a bunch of angels or anything like that. But step out of that for a second and think about if you were Russian. If you were Russian, yes, you're getting pitched. This this thing about Nazis and everything, you may or may not buy that, but you have both the United States and Germany sending in tanks, which, as you point out, are largely offensive weapons that will wind up killing citizens of your country. How would you analyze this if you were Russian? Of course you would say they're at war with you. If this were happening to us, of course we would say that country was at war with we would. us. We of would. Of course we would. Absolutely. So why is this all happening? Why is this all happening? This is happening because we are so busy fighting Republican versus Democrat that we don't understand that the real fight is happening at a global scale. The real fight is collapse the West. Russia's trying to do it. China's trying to do it. Collapse the West. But we are also trying to do it. 
because it's in uh, financially it's inevitable. It's inevitable now. Okay, it's going to collapse. But what are the elites doing? They are putting together the framework of what it collapses into to protect them, not you, but to protect them. TARP. They knew a collapse was coming. So what was TARP? It was a framework so they could be caught, not you, but they would be safe. This is the same thing that is happening now. And they have the framework. And COVID was the catalyst for the Great Reset, but it didn't work out as well as they thought. I guess it didn't kill as many people as they hoped. I know this sounds very, very pessimistic. And give me another answer. Give me something. If it was just war with Russia, I I could be talking because I used I used to trust that Washington worked for us, that they could never go bad this long. But they've been bad my whole life. It just hasn't been this overwhelming. And they were bad to other people. They weren't bad to Americans, per se. This this war and talk me out of it. This war. On my chalkboard two years ago, I said implosion of trust and then the last piece will be war. Well, we've had the implosion of trust. You need a war to cover all of the changes. People will beg for peace, nor will they remember what life was like before the war. Because it's been too far. And if you don't believe me, tell me how many of our kids, how many of us, even still today, will walk through our airport, Homeland Security. We will talk about how much we hate it, but we won't talk about how that was their plan before September 11th, but it didn't pass in Congress because they couldn't get the support because there wasn't a need for it yet. They needed the people to beg for that protection. The Patriot Act was that protection. And they passed it right after 9-11. Does anybody remember what life was like before the Department of Homeland Security? Because I barely do. I barely do. I was watching a, a, a 90s movie from a Bill Murray movie, the 90s, and they have to get on this flight like late at night. And they're just like walking around the airport by the gates. Like they're just, you know, they don't, and they have the security thing, but it's like brief. They're carrying money. It's it's a robbery movie. They're carrying money taped to their body for some reason. Like there's no worry about them getting caught with it. Now, again, it's a comedy, but that was how movie, like it was so common. Like one of the women, the woman isn't going on the flight with them and she's just hanging out at the, at the gate with them just talking. And it's like, this is a totally different world that we now exist totally in. Totally different world. Totally different world. Help me out. I don't want to believe these things. But I think we are so foolish to be arguing about Republican and Democrat when we see what the Republicans do when they're in charge. We see. It's the same thing, just slower. We see that they 
violate the Constitution. Maybe not as boldly, but they both hold it up and say, oh, we just love this document. And then they violate it. They're not on our side. We are not at, at battle with the people that vote differently than us. We may be in a battle against deep, deep, deep progressives that know what that means, tied right directly to Marxism, and they hate this country and want to overthrow it. Yeah, we're in a battle with those people, but not my average neighbor. Our, your neighbor needs to wake up and say, holy cow, wait a minute. They're, I mean, look at what they've done. They're impoverishing you. They are taking the farmer's ability to actually farm and grow crops. They're taking it away. While what? While what? While they are buying farmland. You know, it's really interesting. It's actions that make all of the difference. Words mean nothing anymore. It's your actions. So let me ask you, if I disagree with uh, the elites where they say, oh, no, that boy is now a girl and you must say that that boy is a girl. Otherwise, your ESG score will go down and you'll have a hard time getting loans and everything else. I have to agree with the green policies. I have to agree with CRT. Otherwise, you, me, our ESG score goes down. Hmm. Well, let me ask you, let me flip this. If you actually believed that global warming was real, in our, in our first real expose book, um, an inconvenient book, I talked about global warming. And I asked the question, why are there so many cranes in the skies over Miami? If you actually believed, back then they were saying, within by 2020, by 2025, there will be no snow on the mountains. There will be the, the sea level will rise and Miami will be gone. And I asked, then why are they building there? Well, let me ask it this way. You know how a bank works. They say you're going to be too much of a risk if you don't agree with the E and the S and the G. You'll be too much of a risk and that'll be a risk to the bank. And we're running all kinds of risk assessments now as a nation with the Fed, a private corporation, running all kinds of stress tests because we can't take any risks. But yet, if you believe in global warming, why are you financing all of those buildings on shorelines? Why did you accept the loan on Barack Obama's house or anybody else in Nantucket? or Martha's Vineyard, or Malibu. Why are you taking that? Now, I could understand, well, we, we, we're not sure if it's going to happen. Well, that's not what you're saying to everybody else. But you're not sure that it's going to happen. Well, that's good. That means there's an increased risk that that house will be washed away. And so what do you do? You require a bigger deposit. So the bank isn't on the hook because they say there's an increased risk. Why are no contracts on beachfront properties demanding more because of the increased risk of global warming? The answer is because they know it's not true. They know it's not true. So they will make money 
for the elites that can afford the beachside houses, that's not a problem. Those things are worth $10 million. Not a risk. He's got it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And yet you that don't live anywhere near a beach, you're punished. If you just even post global warming is a scam. Our friends and neighbors, they are not our enemies. If they agree with the Bill of Rights, they're not our enemies. We need to start framing our argument as the Bill of Rights and then having a conversation with them and saying, could you just explain a few things? Why are we going to war? Did they consult you? What is the purpose of this? Joe Biden just said six months or a year ago, this we send tanks and airplanes. Make no mistake, folks, that's called World War Three. And now we're sending tanks. And mark my words, next it will be missiles and airplanes. Why? What is the real plan here? Do they work for you? Because they haven't consulted us in a long time. Do they work for you? Are they really trying to preserve our freedoms? Or do they have a different plan? Back in a minute. Uh... Let me tell you about LifeLock. Here's a group that is protecting you. Um, it's really important to understand cybercrime, identity theft. Oh, jeez. You know, remember, Putin was the one that said the next world war will be fought with ones and zeros. Jeez, shockingly, the World Economic Forum just ran a whole model on what does the world do if there's a giant cyber hacking of our electrical grid all over the world? Gee, who could be responsible for that? Who could see that coming? What would cause that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. You need to protect yourself in every way that you can. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But, man, you need your identity. You need every bit of the credibility that you work hard for. Save up to 25% now off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. These are leaders in the industry. Go to lifelock.com, use the promo code BECK, and you'll save 25%. Preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a LifeLock restoration team if you do end up having any kind of problems. It's lifelock.com, promo code BECK. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Let me go to Brad in uh, Missouri. Hello, uh, Brad. Or is it Mississippi? Yes. Hi, Brad. It's Michigan. But, um, <laughs> no, I was just wondering if you thought that this could possibly be a play out of the Al-Qaeda playbook. Because if I remember, right, they were saying how Osama bin Laden said he took down the Soviet Union because they were bogged down in war for so long. Mm-hmm. So who like- would be playing this card? That's the hard part. I, th- I think it could be Russia or China. <laughs> May I give you another option that I think is more likely? 
Sure. It is the World Economic Forum, the globalists, this administration, the left, the Western world leaders. I, I, I really think this is a card that we are playing and China and Russia just taking advantage of it. Bankrupt us. How about this? Who did Russia get rid and deplete our strategic oil reserves and then not replenish them when he promised they would? No, that was Joe Biden, not Putin. He's not replenishing them because he said gas prices are still too high. Well, they're only going to get higher here, Joe. They're going back up again. Why aren't we replenishing our strategic oil reserve in case of war? How about this? The military report after report after report in just the last month the military is not prepared to fight a war because we've depleted everything and sent it over to ukraine and we're not replacing it let alone we don't have the soldiers because they've so screwed up the military nobody wants to join whose playbook is this You know, China is using the English uh, playbook, the opium war, where the British sat on their on their doorstep and shipped opium into China, trying to collapse them. Well, China is doing that to us. The rest of it, I think we're doing a pretty good job doing it ourselves. And I do believe it's intentional. I want to. I pray that that is wrong. But it's just too overwhelming. It's too overwhelming. Okay, in case you think that home title fraud is the kind of thing that only happens to other people, it's understandable. It sounds like a crazy thing. But have a listen to this ex- uh, this convicted thief explaining what happens after he forged homes t- home titles and he took over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance for that. No, it's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud, and you could be a victim and not even know it yet. So protect yourself at HomeTitleLock.com. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, use the promo code RADIO, register your address for your no-obligation home title report. It's $100 value, free. Get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com. It's HomeTitleLock.com. The code is RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com.
There is something really very disturbing that is happening uh, to our friends and neighbors up north in Canada. I, I fear it is becoming a death cult, and it's very much like the death cult that started in the northern regions, oh, I don't know, around Germany. Um, you start with children and compassion, and before you know it, you're killing the handicapped or anybody who stands in your way. There was a um, there was a killing of a woman in a hospital in Canada. She it was clear it was on videotape. She's having trouble breathing, so she is in a a wheelchair waiting for somebody to help her she is she is there just sitting minding her own business and a nurse walks by and says hey put your mask on and she tries to explain i i can't i can't breathe i'm having a hard time she calls security they suit up and the the uh the hospital security basically do what the cops did to george floyd she's then later seen just being hauled out with no regard hauled out her dead body she dies nobody wants to prosecute nobody wants to prosecute what the hell is happening in canada nobody is listening to this family well we are we're listening to her uh and we have her sister on the phone to tell the story from canada and some things that I think we can do to help her. All coming up in 60 seconds. If we all find the right place to take our stand, we could weather just about anything together. That's how America works. We stand together. Isn't it about time we start re- re- refusing to do businesses, a business with the businesses and the companies with whom are working against it? I don't care if we disagree on things. But if you're actively working to dismantle our republic, I'm sorry. You know, there are certain values and my values generally revolve around the Ten Commandments, the Golden Rule, and the Bill of Rights. Patriot Mobile is on the same page. They are the first and only Christian conservative mobile cell company. They share your values. They're not working against you. They're working for you. and. They actually like their customers. 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes the switching easy. This is something that's really important and makes a difference. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Get off the big guys. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Okay, uh, we have Denise Warrior um, Warner on uh, the phone with us. Her sister was killed for improper mask wear, and I want to make sure that we get the story from the horse's mouth. Denise, first of all, our sympathies are with you and your family, and thank you for coming on and retelling a story that has got to be painful. Good morning, Glenn. Thank you very much for having me and. Part of me, you're, you're, um, you've captured the essence of everything, what happened quite perfectly. It's got me a little emotional, actually. Sorry. Thank you. 
it um mm. i saw the video last week and i think we that's when we started talking my office and, and you but um we were so shocked when we saw this video it's we're showing it now if you happen to be a blaze tv subscriber mm. um but it is I, I mean it's horrific where what Pretty despicable despicable so she was sitting off to the side kind of all by herself had she just arrived at the hospital? Had she been there for a while? What, what's the story? So she had been um, uh, in the hospital two weeks prior, uh, or rather, sorry, had been released just about a, a, a week prior. She had an underlying lung disease and had contracted COVID. So she was one of those folks who, who got quite unwell. She recovered. She had tested negative and was released. Within a couple of days, some of those lingering symptoms seemed to exacerbate so she returned to hospital on May 10th, was there in the evening, you know, had a productive cough and had some obvious uh, struggling uh, with breath. So she had been in the ER um, and, you know, she'd been in the ER for about 20 or odd, so or odd hours, Jeez. was admitted. Yeah, <laughs> she had, was admitted. So she was brought uh, to the floor at 6 a.m. Now, my understanding is, although she was known to be COVID negative, because she had similar symptoms, she was placed on the COVID floor. So oh, she's, right. you know, on the, yeah, on the floor at 6 a.m. and asks for food. They don't have anything. So she decides, of course, it's a basic need. You're hungry. So she thinks that she's going to find something at the food court. So she makes her way to the food court with her mask on, following whatever policies they had. And she becomes, of course, very unwell as you can see in the video, without breath and sits in a corner to try to get her breath, you know, as if um, anyone else would do if you can't breathe. She removed the mask because it was an obstruction. And that's where, um, you know, things pick up, as you said, that it was identified that she didn't have her mask on. It was below her chin. And uh, within minutes, um, if security shows up on site, they, uh, you know, grip her, crush her into a wall um, and then there's a restraint and surprise an unwell petite frail woman goes into respiratory distress uh, sorry cardiac arrest and um, as you see in the video she is carted down a hallway like garbage I, I, it, I, I have to tell you the the disrespect for a, a, a dead body it was was so shocking uh, to me, I mean, she was practically dragged down the hall um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, when she was um, um, under attack. These soldiers, really, these security guards come pin her against the wall. You would think she's a criminal. And the mm -hmm. one that I think is the most abhorrent is the what I think is a nurse that first goes over and talks to her. She is just yelling at her to put the mask back back on no compassion in this video at all for your sister she's actually she's actually one of the accused she's a female security guard oh and you're absolutely correct she steps in immediately and she is intimidating and she is provoking and she's a bully and Big time. obviously her yeah her ego is front and center and i think that uh you know, she was just waiting for my sister to flinch and she was ready to take her down because she could. It's unbelievable. Because she could. Okay. So um, the, this, 
this apparently went, I, I don't know how your system works, but it, it went up to a district attorney or something. How, what happened next? These guys were being held for manslaughter, right? So they were both charged with manslaughter and criminal negligence causing death. And uh, the way that our system works is you go to a pretrial. And at that point, uh, the um, government and the defense put their cards forward. A judge determines, is there enough evidence here to go to trial? And so that justice, Justice Qualley, determined there was enough evidence for it to be put to a jury trial. Defense counsel filed uh, an appeal, and their suggestion was that there was a lack of evidence. And so this goes before Justice Sean Dunphy. And he listens to a few hours of oral summations and reads some uh, written summations. Uh, did he in one see day. the video? He did, actually. Oh, and geez. he was quite dismissive of it, if, if I'm truthful. He was, his, his actual words were, and I'll quote, is this was assaultive at best. Okay. And, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and I and I think that the video speaks for itself. That, that it, it is evident, as, as as you rightly pointed out, this was a killing. So Justice Dunphy decided that um, there was insufficient evidence. He aligned with the defense, and in fact, he made that decision effectively before the end of oral summations. He was asking the defense counsel, well, how, "How do you want me to uh, basically send this to you? How, what term do you want me to use?" And um, and it was tossed. Um, and, and I think that not only the, you know, there's been an incredible national reaction, but it is, it is at a global scale, which I think. Oh, um, so the yeah. Canadian people are responding properly to this? You know, I'm not sure if we, uh, our, our culture probably isn't as assertive as American culture. And I can say that because I'm married to an American. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, but I will say that there has been, um, there has been an outrage. There has been an outrage. I mean, um, uh, I, I personally, of course, I would have, you know, appreciated us, cha- appreciated us chanting in the street, so to speak, but, yeah. um, there has been, a, there has been an outrage. Um, but I have, uh, and I have done, you know, everything that I can to try to reach out to the, the folks in, uh, you know, power in elected government. And I've been stonewalled at every pass. Well, let me give you some updates here. We uh, wrote to several people, the premier of Ontario, University Health Network CEO, the attorney general of Ontario and the justice uh, Dumphy. Uh, and we said we were going to be doing this program today. Uh, we uh quoted what the cbc said and we said we are looking what actions did the hospital take against the guards who were criminally charged the guard who was uh who adjusted the camera to avoid capturing the confrontation are they still employed uh, or at the hospital or any capacity at the university health network if so what action was taken against them um, and we asked for statements on from all of them uh, in in regard to what they had to do. The hospital network said they won't comment on any matter before the court um, and they won't comment on anybody's employment. Uh, Ken, Andrew Kennedy, uh, which one is he? Andrew Kennedy. He is. Oh, I don't know. Um, 
Uh, he's a spokesperson, uh, I guess, to the for the Attorney General of Ontario. Our sympathies are with the Warner family regarding the death of their loved one. It's important to note that the courts are independent of the Ontario government and neither government ministries nor elected representatives can interfere with court decision making. Wow, if that's not just a weasel. Um that's a yeah, kiss off is what it is. It really yeah, we want you to vanish. Right, right. Um, so we've re- received um, many responses, but I don't think any of them. Media request uh, Ford's office. Uh, no, they didn't. We didn't get anything there. Uh, so there's a there's a lot of uh, responses, but they were all pretty much generally weasel. Um, so what? How can we help you? I think those responses, before we go on, are, are pretty, you know, I think that it, they are another level of complicity here. Um, you know, I I have filed a complaint with the Canadian Judicial Council, which apparently is an independent association responsible for oversight of our justices. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you at this point, I, I lack any uh, trust that there will be uh, any movement. Interestingly, I've heard some from some you know other folks that, again, these are allegations, but that Justice Sean Dunphy is, is well known for being one-sided and uh, for not looking at totality um, and has made some other pretty um, con- controversial decisions. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what more can be done. I have, I have spent three years stamping my feet, accessing systems, to um, seek oversight. I've done everything I can. And interestingly, um, some of those folks not, uh, at, are still employed. In fact, the, the, the person who moved the camera, who tampered with evidence, is still employed at University Health Network. I have to tell you, that if you yeah. moved the camera, you did it because mm-hmm. you knew you were doing something wrong. Why Absolutely. else would you move the camera? Why would you even think about that? You move the well, camera. His, his testimony at pretrial was that he panicked and that he has an anxiety problem. And so I think either way you look at that, actually, when he was pressed further, why did you panic? Why, you know, and he says, well, uh, it was the use of force. No kidding. No kidding. Um, this, this was not their first rodeo, um, in, in my estimation, you know, I think, uh, I think that wow. folks ought to be very concerned and university health network is the largest health, uh, hospital network in Canada. So they operate a number of very big hospitals in the downtown core, which as you know, Toronto is one of the largest cities in the world, uh, North America, especially. So, you know, everyone's just hands off. They don't want to, they, they don't want to, um, you know, Rock the boat. You know, pull, pull the layers back and take a look. Um, I, I have to tell you, we are following this, um, uh, this story. We will continue to follow it, Denise. I'm going to post this story along with all of the email addresses. I would ask the audience um, to just send a very nice uh, tweet or uh, uh, write uh, these offices and just say, we think this is a... Uh, a real injustice here. This is this is a, a killing. I don't personally know why there isn't a, a George. Flo- well, yes, I do. There's no money to be made here, and it's not in the um, you know it doesn't fit into the narrative. 
Uh, in fact, it fits very well into the neighborhood uh, na- uh, narrative of COVID people are dangerous. We should take them out. Um, but uh, this is a human life. And if this is the treatment you get from a hospital, Canada, y- you should be uh, afraid to go to the hospital. My grandfather, he was born in 1903, and he said, never take me to the hospital. Hospitals are where people go to die. And because of his experience before antibiotics and everything else, that was true. And I think it's becoming true again, uh, but just for different reasons. So we're going to post all of their email addresses. And I would just ask you a very nice email just saying this is an injustice, a clear injustice. And we'll include uh, the video so you can see it. If you happen to agree, uh, you need to... um, You need to rally behind this family. This should be a global movement because life matters. Life matters. Uh, Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Denise. Let us know how we can help. Thank you so much. I'm really grateful for your support. Thank you. You bet. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Did you hear how alone she felt? You could tell at the end. Yeah, that was really disturbing. Canada is really in a dark place. Oh, we're in a dark place, but they are they are leading the world in uh, this new kind of, you know, let's just kill people. Certainly in pace, it feels like. The, oh the, the pace of the movement in Canada is really shocking. Shocking. Australia has some of that as yeah. well. We've seen over the past couple of years, but Canada, wow. All right. uh, American financing. Everybody seems to think that mortgage rates are still through the roof. Not entirely the case. They are coming down right now. They're in the fives. It's a lot lower than, say, the average credit card interest rate, which is 20 or 21 percent. The credit cards are going to kill us. Imagine how much interest you're going to be paying uh, over time just to catch up on your holiday spending. If if you have any equity in your home, would you please consider calling American financing? They are saving people just like you about $700 a month, and that is a lot. Inflation is still going up. Meat's going to go up another 15%, they say, just this year alone. American financing can help you. Uh, You could delay up to two mortgage payments, giving you additional savings. There's many different options. Please call and see if you have any with American financing. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. They're waiting for your call now. 800-906-2440. Americanfinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So, you know, there's another place that is way off the uh, charts, and that's Scotland. Um, Scotland with COVID-19, they were oppressive, oppressive, and they were collecting everybody's information. They were tracking everybody. Um, it was, it was darn close to, um, uh, Australia in some ways, very, very oppressive. Uh, and so what they did was they said, okay, well, you know, we really want you to do digital contact tracing. And this is just going to stop, you know, this is going to slow the spread and we're never going to use this again. Well, there's another emergency now and it's climate emergency over in Scotland. And they're using the same framework and the same language that they had for COVID-19 with restrictions now because of, 
you know, the weather. Okay. And so they are dividing the entire Scottish uh, nation into levels and zones, restricting travel and mandating the digital surrender of personal data to the overseeing authorities. It is crazy what is happening. This is a Western country showing you what's coming from the World Economic Forum. I have an amazing, amazing guest on today that is going to talk about this and 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 so many other things. He's from Scotland. He's a historian and he is brilliant. And he's kind of changed his opinion about uh, government and everything else. Uh, He's on with me with the podcast. It'll be on the blaze tonight. The Glenn Beck program. You remember how good you felt the first time you really started to eat healthy after eating only, you know, garbage for most of your life? Yeah, I don't remember that either. But, you know, somebody who does. Uh, uh, well, here's one that uh, does. Uno. I remember he was a terrible eater. Used to give him dry kibble, which turns out is pretty much garbage, dead, sterilized, sterilized food. Uh, and I practically had to hold him at gunpoint to get him to eat it. In fact, just to piss the left off, I did hold my dog at gunpoint. <laughs> you eat it. Uh, but then we tried rough greens, and he hasn't been the same. It is really a remarkable supplement that was that was designed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on the dog's food. It's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in rough greens. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. They'll give you the first trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-GLENN-33. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn for you to get involved with Blaze TV. Just use the promo code Glenn and save yourself 10 bucks. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Thank you so much for uh, listening. If you missed last night's Wednesday night special, can somebody check, see if it's still up on YouTube? Um, it was one of the best specials we've done in a very long time. This is, it was, do you remember any of our shows where we were like, well, I mean, with uh, Ukraine, it was like this. With COVID, it was like this. You know, they said this, but Oh, gee, here's this little document that shows that's not what they did. Um, It was one of those shows. I mean, it was body blow after body blow on the 1619 Project. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, uh, I started collecting American history. And I started collecting it, um, and uh, it, it was based on a prompting. I heard for six months in prayer, and I'm like, Lord, I don't understand that. All I heard in my head was clay pots. Do you remember when I was going through this? Yes, I do. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And then one day I was on the air and I talked about our sacred American scripture that would be destroyed if we lose to these Marxists. And uh, and then I realized, wait a minute, sacred American scripture, sacred scriptures were saved the Dead Sea Scrolls in clay pots in the back of a cave because they were coming to destroy Anything that wasn't in the approved Bible. 
So for a thousand years, these things sat in a cave. The only reason why we know about certain scriptures is because that tribe saved all of them and hid them. Okay, Lost for over a thousand years. I think that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, and, uh, and I've got a couple of other people that are uh, working on this project with me, but everything that I purchase uh, will find its way to a clay pot should it be necessary. Um, and I appreciate everybody who prays for us and uh, uh, helps us on this, on this personal mission of mine. But we were ju- we just purchased the um, we call it the Eiler collection named after Mr. Eiler, who is still alive. Um, he's been collecting pilgrim and Jamestown documents uh, and artifacts his entire life. He's a guy who does all the framing for the White House. He's I mean, he is a re- he's an amazing man. Um, and he's collected documents his whole life. And so this this collection is amazing. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of items. Uh, and it's the largest collection of Pilgrim and Jamestown documents, uh, I believe, in the world. But to be safe, I'm going to say outside of the um, outside of the you know National Archives or or. Um, Smithsonian. It's the largest private collection for sure. And it's taken us months to catalog and understand everything that's in it. Last night was the first use of this. And we used it because on Hulu, there is a 1619 project uh, uh, series that is on that, you know, your children are supposed to watch. And it is an absolute out and out provable lie. Now, here's Nicole Hannah-Jones and what she had to say. If you, had to, if you could identify the 1619 Project, but you could only use one word, what would it be? Listen. One word to describe. Okay, if I say the 1619 Project is truth. Hmm. There's no laughable, but. Well, especially in the clown wig. <laughs> oh, that's her hair. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Um, but anyway, but anyway, it's, it's evil. It's evil. You want to destroy a nation. You take away its history. Why are we having suicides? Why has the suicide rate gone up through the roof? I contend it's because life is meaningless. Nothing has meaning. Nothing is real. Nothing is expected. There is nothing bigger than you. It's your truth, not universal truth. And that does not provide any meaning. And meanwhile, while meaning is being diminished, all thoughts and truths are being turned upside down. Well, last night on Blaze TV, we said it right we showed you documents. I had a document on the show last night. I urge you to watch this with your kids. This is the only place they'll be able to really find this stuff with the actual documents. I showed a, a Spanish decree from 1579 forcing Indian slaves to work gold mines. Okay, well, that wait, 1579, that's before 1619, and that wasn't, that wasn't the British, was it? 
Uh, did you know an estimated 20 to 40 percent of Native American cultures were enslaved prior to European contact? 20 to 40 percent enslaved before the Europeans even arrived. Hmm. Now that puts 40 percent of Native American cultures that puts them on par with the slave empires of the ancient Greeks, the Romans, and even the Confederate South. But while we're at the Confederate South, do you know the percentage of free blacks that owned slaves themselves? In Georgia, people who bought their own freedom and then enslaved other blacks, and they are black, Georgia, 20% of free blacks. Alabama, 25% of free blacks. Mississippi, 26% of free blacks. Louisiana, 40% of free blacks. South Carolina, 43% of those blacks who, who gained their freedom went on to do slavery themselves. Did you know that? I mean, that turns the 1619 Project in a kind of a different way. By the way... 300,000 plus black slaves were shipped to colonial America. At the same time, 1.25 million white European slaves, white European slaves, were shipped to the slave markets of Northern Africa. Did you even know that? We showed you the documentation of it last night. They say this is the beginning of slavery, 1619, beginning of slavery, and there was nothing like it anywhere on earth. Really, it was the beginning of it. We also showed you the 1610, nine years prior, the 1610 Spanish uh, authorization, the actual document okaying the slave trade in St. Augustine, Florida, which had already been going on with the the, the, uh, Spanish illegally for a long time. That was 10 years before Jamestown. It was 10 years before our pilgrims even came. It's an absolute and complete lie. I urge you to watch this with your family. Blaze TV, or is it up on YouTube still? YouTube.com slash Glenn. Thank you, Sarah. YouTube.com slash Glenn Beck. Uh, or you can get it on demand at uh, Blaze TV. Also, one other thing. I'm so excited. Uh, I've been excited for this uh, meeting for about a week. I've got my like third meeting with a uh, group called United We Pledge. And they are an organization in St. George. And, you know, St. George... Um, kind of ties into George Washington just a little bit. And they're a community that really wants to plant their flag and say, we are constitutionalists. We're not Republicans. We believe in the bill of rights and we believe we can unite with the bill of rights, all walks of life. And they want to plant their flag right in the heart of the constitution. And they are building this, um, this Freedom Center that will include uh, the uh, Independence Hall, Mount Vernon, George Washington's home, all of these things. And they'll be teaching centers. So Tanya and I have pledged our support because we think this is a really, really great um, uh, mission 
for them. Some town has got to plant their flag uh, or they'll all be lost. To help them raise money for their project, we're taking our American journey, uh, our museum. This will be the first time. It's about $75 million worth of artifacts. We're taking it on the road this summer, and we'll be up for a week in St. George. Your kids will never see anything like this. You'll never see anything like this outside of the Smithsonian. And you will never see the corrected truth on both the dark side of America and the bright side of America. You will understand that our, I just bought something yesterday. I can't believe I won it. Just bought a letter from George Patton, who I've always loved, right? You have good feelings about George Patton, right? Yeah. I mean, you never heard anything really bad about him, right? I mean, he was blood and guts and, yeah, you know, but nothing really horrible. Good um, reputation. This went up for auction, and I've been, I've been eyeing it for quite some time. As soon as I found out it was available, it shocked me. It's a letter from Patton to a friend of his. Towards the end of the war, they're starting to free all the people in the concentration camps. And in this letter, he goes in about the vermin Jew and how they are subhuman. And it's, oh it is astonishing, astonishing. Um, and I, I didn't know that about Patton. And I wanted to buy that because I didn't want that just in a Jewish museum or to be buried someplace that needs to be seen and known. People are people. This is what the, this was the point of the show last night. Slavery is not a white European thing. It's a human problem, a human problem. And it is still going on today. Anti-Semitism is a human problem. And I hope that we have gotten better, but I'm not sure if we have. So you will see the bright and the dark, and you'll understand how we can go so wrong because we usually come back and fix it. So your thought on, obviously, you don't want it to be buried. Your thought on it not being in a Jewish museum is, so it's not just seen as... So it's not not just just targeting one group. It's everyone should see it. So there is... I don't want to get into this, but there is another document that I would love to own. But it wouldn't mean as much if it was in our museum. And mm-hmm. I know who bought it. And that goes against their narrative. And they really want it to be seen. So that's actually better. It's better. Right, if okay. it's, a, you know, if it's not against their narrative, it's the best. But if it is and they'll show it. But if it is sh- shocking or surprising and that's what our museum that that's the main thing I have brought to the museum. I want both sides. I want the truth, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And if it goes against our narrative, it goes against our narrative. But it is true. That is not what the 1619 Project is. It is not true. It's, by their own words, imagined and erasure history. They are literally erasing our history. We must fix it firmly in its place, or we have no country to save. So one of the things that I would like to encourage you to do is be your own archivist. 
Um, so many people, I just met somebody yesterday who said they started keeping a diary. I was on the air one day and I said, please keep a diary of the events because they're not going to be hit. The history books will not be written correctly. It will leave out like most of the stuff that you hear on the show. It won't recognize that. Okay. What's happening on social media with the, with the censorship that, that has to be documented. So they started making a, um, a, a journal. And they've been making it uh, every day on just the events and how we got to wherever it is we're going. Um, that is so important. Another thing is, please preserve your family history. You know, when you go and do stuff, you took pictures and videos. And it's not just of your kids, but it is the way American lifestyle was. We have to be our own archivists. I am proud to uh, partner with Legacy Box, and Legacy Box is going to be helping us preserve some things uh, with our American Journey Library and our vault. Um, I have done this with my family's pictures. I'm still doing it. They're going to be digitizing my entire career. I've got, I can't tell you how many boxes of tape I have that are just about ready to be destroyed. They're going to take those entire things and digitize them so they're preserved. Uh, I mean, nobody's going to want them, but... Uh, at least it'll all be preserved. Photos of your family, the photos of your life, the photos of your your uh, grandmother and your grandfather, all of those things will fade or just just disintegrate. Please put them in a legacy box and get them preserved. Legacybox.com slash back. There's a sale going on right now. You get a good deal on the legacy box. You just get the box and then you fill it up. It could be a year before you do it, but you've already paid for it. So you get a good deal. Legacybox.com slash back. Legacybox.com slash back. Do it now. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Boy, boy. We've got a lot yet to talk about. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the big news of the day. Hope for our nation. You know, you've been giving us all this bad news when you didn't even reveal the fact that all of the negative in our country is already turned around with the possibility of our next senator from California being Adam Schiff. Oh, my God. He's running, guys. Now we have someone who can put, it's nothing to do with the fact that he's been putting his face in front of the camera constantly for the past couple of years. This was not the plan at all. Make sure you know that. That was not the plan at all. Never was a thought at all that he was going to try to run for Senate this entire time. Even when he was on TV all the time? Never entered his brain. Really? He wanted justice, and that is all. (laughs) Well, he won't get justice in California. Uh, he won't find it there because uh, they'll they'll elect him. Uh, so you know, if you want to just hammer that nail in the coffin of justice, that would be mm. that would be his election. Yeah, the, the only hope of him losing is that somebody else worse wins the primary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, uh, I'm not I, sure. <laughs> All right, back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program.
you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Can we just play that that Biden clip that I just heard uh, before we went on the air? This is Joe Biden talking about uh, what what we're not going to be sending to Ukraine. Here it is. The idea, the idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews. Uh, just understand, he says, don't kid yourself, this is World War III. Okay, that's really important because he said that about a year ago, and we're now sending uh, tanks and they're asking for planes now. But trains? What? Do we have offensive trains? Is there like a... Is there like an Amtrak that's bulletproof? <laughs> I mean... I, I've never heard of those trains before, but maybe Chris Stewart can talk about those. Uh, Representative uh, Chris Stewart, Congressman, he has now been named the co-chair of the Mental Health Caucus. I want to hear what the government is talking about and what he is looking into, because we have a severe mental health crisis on our hands, especially with our children. We'll talk to him in 60 seconds. The following message is sponsored by Preborn. Something I have to say while I tell you about our sponsor, Preborn. Because our attorney said, you need to know this is a sponsor in the sponsor location. Not just me saying we should save babies' lives. That would be too risky. I need to tell you. That ho ho ho! This message is brought to you by Preborn. Yep, and I'm neck deep into it. I love it. Preborn is a group that is pro life, that is dependent on you. They are saving babies' lives. This this uh, program and the Blaze has saved. I think now the number is in the seventy thousands of children. That's remarkable, remarkable. And here's how they do it. They take ultrasounds and they give them to women who are questioning whether or not they want to keep the baby. They give them a free ultrasound. When a mom hears the heartbeat and sees the baby, she's 80% more likely to choose life. Well, this has happened hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of times. And just in the last year, all of those babies were saved. And it was because of you partnering with this commercial sponsor, Preborn. Preborn, they are under attack. Will you stand with them? Make a, you know, $28 is the cost of a dinner. 28 bucks, you can help rescue a baby's life. That'll pay for one ultrasound. Uh, 140, five ultrasounds. And by the way, 15 grand, and you can buy the whole ultrasound for them. Uh, they need your help. Let's save lives. Preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Or if you want to donate, just hit pound 250. Keyword baby. Sponsored by Preborn. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Okay, now I'm free to tell you whatever I want. And you should know that the company is not responsible for anything that I say. I hate attorneys. Anyway, uh, let's go to uh, Chris Stewart. Hello, Chris. How are you? 
Good morning, Glenn. Are we going to talk planes, trains, and automobiles? <laughs> yes, I think we. I think we have to. Uh, first of all, I kind of remember when the American people were consulted about important things, and then it would go into Congress and the Senate, and they would debate and have to vote. I am so glad we are past that messy part, and we can just send offensive weapons against Russia just right there so we could go into World War III without a messy discussion. Yeah. Well, your memories are so cute, aren't they? Back yes, they are. So dusty yeah. and old. You know, Glenn, I have supported, uh, as a former military officer and someone who works in intelligence, national security, I supported our initial efforts in Ukraine. I think we did the right thing. Uh, at the I beginning. That, uh, what, I agree yeah, with you and, at the beginning. And, and, it's been very effective. It's been a very good return on investment. And essentially, we've been able to decimate the Russian military and find out that they were a paper tiger. But we're at the point now where we have to begin to ask these questions. In fact, we're beyond the point. Do Are our goals aligned with President Zelensky? Because I can tell you that they're not. He says he will not quit fighting until we go into, all the way to Crimea, which I promise you, Vladimir Putin is not going not to allow that to happen without responding. Nope. And every time we have a proxy war such as this, and there's an escalation on one side, and you could go back to from Korea to Vietnam, in the most recent example is Syria. Every time you have an escalation on one side, it doesn't end the war. It leads to an escalation on the other side. Yeah. And you just have this continual acceleration. It leads to more blood, more conflict, more deaths. And, and I think, once again, we have got to ask ourselves, what is the end game in Ukraine? How much time, how much money are we willing to spend there? And how do we minimize the threat globally if we reach a point where Vladimir Putin does something that we all deeply hope that he would Chris, never do? Chris, those can, I, can I put the shoe on the other foot? If Russia... We're doing the same thing. The sides were switched. If Russia were doing the same thing to us, would you not be having conversations in Washington saying their allies have said this is war against the United States? They're sending in now offensive weapons for a move Zelensky's going to make or our guy's going to make in the spring. This is war. This is war. They've declared war on us. Would we not at least be having those discussions? Well, we should. And of course we would. And of course, Russia should. And of course, Russia They are. Should. Yeah, they are. That's exactly right. Which is to the point about we need to understand and decide what are, is our national goal? What are our national strategies here? And not just allow this to step by step move us into a position that's indefensible when it comes to the interest of the American people and the interest of global security, because those two have to be imbalanced. And until we answer those questions, you're going to have a growing number of Americans who say, I'm not sure that I support this ad infinitum. I'm not sure I'm going to support this kind of money and this kind of escalation. We are going to be a dangerous downside. We are going to be asked to send our sons and daughters. If this escalates out of control, our sons and daughters will be drafted because they won't volunteer because they they can't. We don't have the army that we even need. We're not hitting any of the recruiting numbers. So our kids are going to be asked to go and die for a war that nobody understands. And there is no way you might support the Ukrainians. You might support the Russians, but you're not willing to say, no, I I'm willing to lose my house and my children for it. 
nobody's yeah, at that just, point. We just can't reach that point, Glenn. No. We can never reach a point where we send American soldiers uh, to fight in Ukraine. Okay. Um, well, I think, I think we're going to be, uh, I mean, it's an offensive, a tank is an offensive weapon, not a defensive weapon. Do you agree with that? Well, yeah, I mean, the whole design of it, the whole purpose of it is to move the battlefield. It's right. to move an offense, a defensive line. It's to gain territory. Right. It, is a, it is a very different weapon than, say, a Patriot missile system, which Correct. is designed to protect your own, uh, your own people and your own resources. Um, all right. Um, Chris, let me uh, <laughs> change. You've, are you still on the Intel Committee or not? I am, sir. You are? And in fact, we're expanding that because I'm going to sit on the new church committee, which I think is some of the most important work we could do as we look to rein in the FBI and DOJ and others. And the people that are on the new church committee, are you guys, they're all serious? I mean, are they all brave, fearless? Or well, are they uh, I, 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 <laughs> well, they're members of Congress, Glenn. Right, so, so they're weasel. I mean, no, no, no. They're all honorable. <laughs> Uh, okay. No, no. I mean, look, Jim, Jim Jordan is someone that uh, that I think I, I trust and he's earned our trust. And uh, you got people like myself, Tom Massey, who's a, a good friend, a, a real libertarian and, and understands, uh, you know, the line between uh, b- between what we should allow and power. We should allow our federal government and power. Right. That we should not. Okay. I don't know all the members. A couple of them are new, but it, but it is a serious effort. I promise you that. Good. All right, the Mental Health Caucus. You're now the co-chair of that. What yeah. what is that? And so, go ahead. Well, Glenn, I mean, when I came to Congress, I didn't know that I'd become involved with mental health and, and emotional health and suicide prevention. I mean, I wrote the legislation that created the 988 number, the National Suicide Hotline Prevention Number. And the reason that drew me into this was our veterans, the fact that we had 22 veterans a day that were committing suicide. But shortly after that, it was a mental health crisis that we recognized is taking place among our kids. I mean, we are destroying a generation as, the, as we allow them and encourage them to wallow in this cesspool of social media. So we have a we have a bill, and I believe we're going to have bipartisan support for it. And I know you you, you know some may not like this because it does uh, it, it, they'll say it's big nanny, it's a, a nanny government. But we should protect our kids. We don't allow them to drink. We don't allow them to drive. We don't allow them to buy cigarettes or marijuana. Why do we allow a nine year old to spend? Five hours a day, and that is the average for an American nine-year-old, five hours a day on social media. The average 13-year-old is nine hours a day, and it destroys their confidence. It destroys their self-worth. It makes it so they can't look at a life of hope. And uh, we hope to move legislation that would preclude the social media companies from allowing anyone under 16 to to, uh, have a social media account. And you have to recognize, Glenn, that Instagram and TikTok are designed to be emotional heroin, and they are deliberately advertising to 9, 10, 11, and 12-year-olds. Oh, yeah. That is their target audience. They, they all are designed to really rewire your brain to be able to not be able to get off of those social media platforms. It, it is an IV bag of dopamine and uh, it's it, it's destroying our society. It's destroying our children. But how are you going to do that? They they will all say you got to be older than nine to do this. I mean, how how are you going to actually yeah. police yeah, it's that? Actually- 
It's actually pretty simple. And before I, t I answer that, could I just make one more point? We, we now live in a society where nearly a third of our young people have contemplated suicide and have discussed how they would commit suicide with a friend. Nearly a third of them. That's what we've done to our kids. So how do we stop them? Well, it's actually pretty simple, and that is for a new account, we're not going to go back and try and kick anyone off. That would be nearly impossible. But for any new account, that the social media companies would require them to show uh, proof of how old they are. Now, I argue with the social media accounts, you already know how old they are. You know everything about them. You know what their shoe size is and what they eat for breakfast. And they'll say, no, 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 we don't know anything That's about them. That's bullcrap. But, but let's put that aside. Okay, so let's say you don't know. You still have to verify. And so they would have to show a driver's license or a, or a birth certificate. And again, I know that some people are comfortable, uncomfortable with that. I know there's privacy issues. But if we can save a 9, 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old young person, a young, uh, a young girl, a young boy, from immersing themselves in this world that can be so destructive, I believe it's well worth the price. And then the second element to that, Glenn, is you actually provide legal standing to parents and to states to sue the social uh, media companies if they don't adhere to this and then for the damage that they do, whether it's your child who maybe is involved with uh, – uh, who now is is suicidal or, or anxious or depressed, or states can pursue legal remedies as well. So, Chris, I you know, all due respect, I love you, um, and I appreciate you know what what you're trying to do. I'm not sure I agree with your solutions, but I applaud you for looking into it and uh, and beginning to to study it. The problem is social media. I'm not sure the best the best way to do it, but we are doing experiment. I mean, I'd love to see the Nuremberg uh, laws enacted here, but unfortunately we're all volunteering for these tests. We're doing massive experiments on our children and ourselves and the yeah. social media companies. They absolutely know what they're doing. Um, yeah, and it, it is unethical and it is so destructive. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a real problem. Glenn, that's why I look forward to talking to you about this today, because I, I, I wondered whether you would support this idea. And I know that you and I feel the same way about emotional health and mental health. And, and like most Americans now, we have experience with someone we love who has, uh, who has taken their own life or attempted to do that. And the tragedy that is for so many people. Um, and, and, and gosh, Glenn, if you or if any of your listeners have a different idea, please tell us. Because we're open to anything that, that would uh, uh, protect our children from this. Uh, but short of us having a better idea, this is uh, one avenue that I think is worth pursuing. Well, I, I'd like to, I, I hope you debate it and debate it in public because I would like to, to hear the debate on it. And, and uh, I'm sure if anybody has an idea, you know, you can, uh, you can tweet at uh, Chris Stewart. And if you don't agree, you don't have to say, I can't believe. Just say like I did. I don't think I agree with you. I'm not sure I agree with you. Have you thought of this? Let's be productive uh, on this. I, I, Chris, I, th I, this is very personal to me. I have had a suicide attempt and, uh, um, and a uh, ideation of suicide in my family Uh in the you know uh not too distant past and uh if that's happening in my family 
and I don't know what to do about it. You know, I've had I've had what three suicides in my family, one on two on my side, one on my wife's side. Uh, it's an epidemic, and you just when it comes to your kids, I don't know what to say to you because I don't understand their world. They are living in a different world entirely. I mean, I, I talked to a girl who said, do you know what it's like to always have to be on? And I said, what do you, what do you mean? And she said, you, you go to school. I can't have a bad hair day. I can't have a bad outfit day. I can't just go as a slob sometimes because it will be recorded and it will be out there forever. I didn't even think of that. And it's ridiculous that she had to think of that. But they yeah. are under so much pressure all the time. And it's not just social media. It is also just the access to the phone uh, and the videotaping and everything else. It's it's a real problem. Chris, well, it's more, go it's ahead. It's more than a problem, Glenn. It's a tragedy. I mean, it's just that there just aren't words strong enough to what we've done to our young people, yeah. the pressures that we put on them. And there, again, this is a long road. This legislation isn't going to happen this week. It'll take yeah. us years. We look forward to people's inputs, but we've got to do something to protect our kids. I agree. And it's not just our kids. I don't know if you know this. I'm sure you do. Um, the suicide rate around, among African-American men is up like 30 or 35 percent. It, it's mm. it's crazy. It is. We there's it, there's an issue of meaningless that we have to talk about. Um, yeah. Nothing has meaning anymore. Chris. Well, thank you, Glenn. Thank you. I uh, I appreciate it. And uh, and God bless. Navigating the housing market seems a little more stable than it has been in a while. Interest rates have fallen uh, a bit since their highs. They're looking a little more stable for the moment. If you're looking to buy or sell a house, now might be the time to dip your toe back into the water. Um, but you're going to need help, um, and especially if you're in one of these cities like Phoenix. You're going to be you're going to face what you faced in 2008 again. If you have a house in Phoenix, sell it now. If you're looking to sell, you know you're going to be selling it. Don't don't. Really don't wait. Don't take my advice. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just read the tea leaves and see what's in the news. Um, but seek help from people who really do know what they're doing. I started a company called realestateagentsitrust.com about, I don't know, eight years ago or so. And it is a company that is a free service to you that just matches you with somebody who thinks like you do, fan of the show, but also has a great track record in your area they are one of the best real estate agents if not the best in your area they know how to sell homes and they also know how to get you into the right home in the right neighborhood it's realestateagentsitrust.com it's a referral service it's absolutely free to you do your own homework meet with these people i think you're going to like them it's realestateagentsitrust.com 10 seconds station id You know, that was kind of a refreshing talk because uh, I'm a pretty opinionated guy and I'm not sure where I stand on that. I, it feels wrong to me what he was saying, but I haven't done any study on it. But there's a conversation that we used to have all the time. People disagree with each other, maybe really disagree with each other, but we walk away, we walk away going, well, we both got to look into it. 
Yeah. And that's healthy discussion? I'm not sure what it's called. I I don't know. We used to call it normal. How humans communicate? (laughs) But I I think that's old timey. I think it's also, uh, you know, when you talk about social media and also a lot of this woke stuff, I think, factors into this as well. But it's like people are afraid to kind of come out with ideas that are a little bit off the beaten path. You're afraid to say them because you're going to get... You'll be an enemy. Right. And immediately everyone jumps on on your back and says, like, that's idiotic. You're stupid. You know, and most people just don't want to put up with that. Now, of course, we deal with it every day, so I don't really care. But, like, I think most people... (laughs) Really? That's the the worst? That's the (laughs) worst you can do? (laughs) You're my buddy. But I think the average person who's like, you know, I have this kind of crazy idea. What do you think of this? Is afraid to suggest. It because oh, yeah. you're immediately shot down and called, you know, names and why, who wants to put up with that? So people just self-censor. They don't say these things and we don't get to advance these conversations at all. Wow, it's almost like the way it was in the dark ages. Glenn, that's stupid. You're stupid. Why would you say that? You idiot. The Glenn Back Program. Michael wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, kudos, only two days after I started taking Relief Factor, my knees started to become more flexible. I had hardly any pain. I can walk up and down the stairs again normally, uh, not just one at a time. It's lasting. Thank you for your recommendation of Relief Factor. Michael, thank you. Thanks for writing in. Look, here's here's the thing. Our body is beaten up especially as you start to get a little older your body just gets beaten and it could be from exercise even and you get inflammation and inflammation is the biggest problem that we have in our bodies when we become inflamed that that is creates a lot of the diseases or helps along a lot of the diseases that we get um sickness etc etc but also that's how that's that's the main cause of pain is inflammation in our body just try this for three weeks. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You're out 20 bucks. But 70% of the people go on to order more because it works for them. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, Relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The code, of course, is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the program. Hey, I've got some good news. For those who are looking for the return of Jesus Christ, you might want to set your clocks ahead a few hours. Um, A New York courthouse has installed a new statue on their roof in New York City. Um it's uh it's kind of interesting you know that you know on this particular courthouses they have like i don't know but they have like you know definitely not this moses the lawgiver and they've got uh you know like aristotle people who question and you know so they have all these figures up there that represent you know liberty and society well there was one i don't know who you know one statue maybe it broke off or maybe it was just too offensive but they needed a new statue, and so they've um, they've they've got all these stone statues on the top, and they decided to put a a golden statue uh, on the top now. Mm. Among those others, interesting choice artistically. Artistically, sure, it, it might stand out. Um, 
but it is, according to the uh, the artist, it is an urgent and necessary cultural reckoning. Um, and this particular statue better reflects our 21st century social mores. And it's really it's oh, uh, mm. it's um, mm. I guess kind of a woman, kind of. Um, and uh, she she's got her hair braided. Uh, into long spirals that appear to be ram horns. Okay. Then she has a web of tentacle-like protrusions at each arm uh, that seem to go into her. Uh, And then she's wearing a lace apron like the one that Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, wore. And she's standing on a pink lotus flower. Now, I don't know if, I mean, what does that say to you about our, our social mores, right? I mean, that is right that is right lockstep in where we are, mm. I think. Um, she is um, she's a golden statue. It looks a little. Now, I am not up on all of my ancient gods, but looks a little like Baphomet. Moloch, you know, would be another would be another one. It looks a little like a golden uh, idol. The good <laughs> news is. Its message and its uh, uh, it, it represents the god of abortion, which is not Baphomet. It, that is Moloch. Uh, so good news. We may have we may have dodged the bullet by getting the wrong golden god up there. Mm. <laughs> so it's just a, a golden idol uh, to the dedication of killing children. Yes. Okay, on I don't a, see why that would be problematic at all. On a courthouse. Uh, in New York City, has there ever ever been any? Again, I don't. I, I, sometimes you just have to. You have to give a little voice to the crazies out there. But has there yeah. ever been any critique in human history on placing golden idols? <laughs> has there ever been any? No, nothing jumps to no, no, jump, okay. jumps to mind. Okay, nothing jumps to mind. Never, never one was saying maybe don't do it. There's never been a. A part of no, it's gold. Gold is great. Gold is great. Gold okay. is great. Okay, so they great. got this golden idol up there, uh, and uh, it's uh, the god of abortion. And who, who could possibly say, <laughs> you know, we have more than ten weeks before God <laughs> comes down and just uh, has a reckoning? I mean, ten America. weeks seems way, way too long. <laughs> <laughs> it really does at this point, doesn't it? It really does. That's where I mean, we are. it really and, and strangely, it gives me hope because I'm pretty sure I'm trying to fight on God's side. OK, mm-hmm. not sure I'm always on God's side, but I'm trying really hard. But I'm. I'm more certain then the golden idol of abortion is not on God's side. Uh, and uh, it gives me great hope that, yeah, sure, we'll all, you know, be tormented for a very long time, just seven years. But then Christ comes and it'll be great. It'll be great. Gives me hope. Hmm. So much better to look at that other than this is just going to be a, dos- a dystopian Blade Runner movie for the rest of my life. You know, yeah, a little better. I think Blade Runner is a little too soft. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like we deserve worse. Yeah. At this point. No, it seems like we're welcoming worse. Yeah, that's what I, it's one of those things where you look back at, you know, you look at some of the, you know, the Mark of the Beast, for example. I remember thinking at one point when I heard that, it's like, well, why wouldn't you just not do that? 
right? Like, you just, you just yeah. avoid, you know. All- because we all think that the devil is going to show up in a red suit and be very, very obvious and like, ho, 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 yeah. ho, yeah. you take this, Mark. It's a different red suit guy that laughs oh, like that, yeah. isn't it? Well, are you sure? <laughs> I don't they know. They both Maybe. start with S-A. They <laughs> do. They have all the same letters. <laughs> it's a Santanagram. Oh, it's a sa- my. Satanagram. Oh, my god. In a way. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a little concerned about that. Uh, that's a, cause I, cause you say that like, oh, well, we're all concerned that they're going to, sh- the devil's going to show up in a red suit. Well, like the statue's showing up gold. Like it's, it's exact. it's not even, I know you don't have to be like, oh, well, this is a similar thing. No, it's the thing. <laughs> it's the thing in the book. It says right there. It really is. You know? It really is. And it's amazing. Is it amazing to anybody else that like society just walking by? <laughs> oh, that's not what that is. No. No, according to the <laughs> according to the artist, that's a golden idol of the god for abortion. That hello? Mm. <laughs> oh, come on, that's ridiculous. No. No. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it's right there. What, what was that? <laughs> the guy from the Tides Foundation who did that? Yeah. When he, when he was like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. you know, people are saying that this is a Trojan horse for single payer. And I said, no, it's not. It's just right there. We're telling you we're going for single payer. <laughs> right. That, that is it's, really. It's like these people who still aren't paying attention to the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum. And they're like, that's not happening. That's just a conspiracy th- Listen to the president's they're, speeches. They're, te- they're, telli- they're telling you. They're, telling, they're you. telling you. And again, usually where the split happens on these issues is that they're trying to do X and we think X is bad, right? They think X is good. Whatever that X is, the Great Reset, for example. Like they say this is going to improve society. It's going to make everything better. Certainly it is for them. I mean, that usually is the answer here. They're usually worried about how it's going to improve their lives. But like they 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 come out, they say these things, they're proud of them. The reason why they utter them out loud is because they're so proud of them. And they're they so they're convinced that they are right. They're and right, and no one can stop them. Correct. And so they say them out loud, and when you call them out, it's a right wing freak out. And they were doing this with the M&M thing. We were talking about the stupid M&M mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, the M&M came out. They, they, they're getting rid of their spokes candies <laughs> because for Maya Rudolph, oddly, and because I, people were were so upset about this. And, like, I keep seeing this presented on the news as if, look at this, the right-wing freakout over the M&M decision to change the case. We, we didn't bring up the M&Ms as problematic. That was you guys. You guys all said, hey, why is why do the M&Ms look so slutty? And we were like, I don't know. I never noticed it before. I but. didn't notice. I was I was concerned about how round and fat they all looked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know. The fact that we're eating these things that are talking to us is also kind of a weird <laughs> development. No? <laughs> and that's what I would think would be the, the crazy part of this. And yeah. Then, and then... So we say they change them and then we're like, why are you changing them? And then it's, oh, right wing freak out. And then after the changes, they pull them off the market. And we're like, oh, my gosh, will you stop this? Stop pulling them off the market. Why are you pulling them off the market? Right wing freak out. We didn't start any of this stuff. <laughs> we're not the ones criticizing your candies. <laughs> we consume your candies. Yes. Look, Look at, at us. Me. Yes. Thank A you. A lot of your candy. I go back. You know what? Here's here's an idea, Glenn. What goes great with chocolate? Cherries. Cherry chocolate, right? Fantastic. Fantastic combination. We don't have cherry chocolate M&Ms. Why? 
how can we have how can how can this be a world where we do not have cherry chocolate M&Ms? They're two delicious flavors that go together obviously. And yet this company is trying to figure out how to take go-go boots off their spokes candies <laughs> instead of giving me cherry chocolate M&Ms. Here it's really easy. You take an eraser and you erase the go-go boots. That's yeah, it. Or don't. <laughs> right? I really don't care. No, no one cares. I do care about that damn crackle. Snap, crackle, and pop. Oh, cra- crackle is a bastard. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Snap don't, and go, pop. don't get me started. Snap and pop are fine. But they're fine. Oh, yeah. They're good guys. Okay. Oh, they crackle. the house. But crackle. Crackle's like the he's Hunter Biden of the group. <laughs> Crackle's just, he's just he's, doing it. Crack is yeah. in his name. He's in his name for a reason. By the way, if you think any of this was uh, uh, crazy or, um, you know, maybe might lead to our destruction, you probably shouldn't listen to the story about the um, Vanderbilt professor who had a lecture and covered the coping strategies among the students of color that are navigating white cyst heteropatriarchy in STEM. White Math, Cis. hetero, hetero patriarchy, patriarchy in STEM. STEM. Okay, got it. So math yeah. is uh, cis hetero patriarchy, and, uh, mm. and it's got too much of math. that in it. Math, math is racist. Is, math is sexist. You don't know what the number four says about the number two. Really? You don't want to hear it. I don't think I can even say it. Mm. But uh, they're, they're really under all kinds of stress because their success in academia um, with their intersectional identities and a math course is too much. It's too, too much. Too much. Too much. Too much to bear. Jesus, please come soon. Amen. Uh, things that I, uh, I recommend uh, to you, I, I do myself. Um, I'm not going to tell you about a product or a service from a company and then, you know, uh, say, oh, Wow, those dopes, it's good for them. I use the products or services, or if I can't use them, I have others that I know. Test them, try them, and if the claims are true, great. If it's the best out there, great. If not, I don't need I don't need it. We have plenty of advertisers that wait in line literally for years to get onto this program. So when I tell you about something, especially some of these like gold line, you know. If you're unless you're a new listener and if you are a new listener, just give it two weeks. You'll hate it for the first two weeks. And then after two weeks, it'll start to, I don't know, make you a little more hostile uh, because you'll hate it even more. And then it just turns into white hot hate after four weeks and eight weeks. You're numb inside. You're just pretty much a zombie uh, and you just don't care anymore. So just give it two weeks. You'll love it. Anyway, um, I've been talking about Goldline for for years, and um, I was a customer of theirs before they were a customer of mine. And I have said from the very beginning, I think this is a hedge against insanity, because after 2008, everything has become insane with the dollar banking, all of it insane. There's there's just no logic behind any of it anymore. They'll tell you it's logical, but yeah, it'll work out maybe for them, but not for you, not for the dollar. 
Goldline is offering a special on their gold legal tender bar cards now this week. With every one purchase made by the Canadian Mint, you can receive 25 of the silver Mind Your Business bars at no additional cost. Mind Your Business, it, it was actually what was on our coins in the founding era. It wasn't in God We Trust. It, I love this. I wish we'd go back. Mind Your Business! Uh, anyway, uh, you can get 25 of those bars free uh, with every gold legal tender bar card purchased. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. I find this story fascinating. A San Francisco, San Francisco judge yesterday ruled that uh, the San Francisco police body camera footage from the hammer attack on Paul Pelosi has to be made public. Now, why this is interesting is hey, it was a it was a judge in San Francisco. But who is suing for that? The Associated Press, the Los Angeles Times and the New York Times. Wow. That's not really the hotbed of conservatives. No? No. Mm. No. They've demanded the release of the footage back in December when it was submitted in open court. Uh, it didn't happen. What they're looking at now, a spokesperson for the Superior Court said that the court staff is now working to make the copy of the requested uh, exhibits and uh, going to distribute it to the attorneys of those media organizations. So you should see this soon. I would assume it's all going to be there. But the reason why this is a big deal is because police say he opened the door and uh, then let the police in and then went back to the guy. And that would that's not logical with the story. This is one of those stories that there have been so many conflicting reports on so many different aspects of it. I, at this point, the video is the only solution. There's too many people saying too many things. Let's see what the, what actually happened. There's no reason we can't see it. Everybody else gets their footage released. You know, I, yeah. I'm sure, you know, there's been plenty of incidents where I mean, when there is a cop that does anything, even if it's not wrong, man, that yeah. footage is out. Like minutes it seems. Yeah. Wait, I'm I'm seeing it on TV. It hasn't even happened yet. How is that? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it is crazy how they, fast. They want that to happen immediately. So, right. uh, look, I I can understand why Nancy Pelosi, who's a very powerful person, obviously, and very influential, I'm sure, in that community, has been able to keep that under wraps for a while. Mm -hmm. But we will see what it actually says. And then we don't have to ask these questions anymore. We can just have them answered. Now, a Louisiana judge yesterday also ordered DHS to release the files that might reveal the five agents' alleged involvement in government efforts to suppress freedom of speech at the social media level. Um, they want to know names uh, there and, you know, what the status is with that. Also, the guy who is the murder suspect in the Idaho murders, I, I, the sheriff is... is uh, is not commenting on this. He should just get out with it. It's actually not a sheriff. It's a police chief in Pullman, Washington. Apparently, that guy, just a few months before, went and applied for a, like an internship uh, with the police department. And, you know, they exchanged pleasantries, uh, you know, an email. It just said, hey, it was great meeting you, blah, blah, blah. But we don't know 
if he ever went to work there. I don't know why the chief of police wouldn't just release the information. It's not like the chief of police knew or or were they in on it. 